Can't start it off like this. Welcome back to the... Gentlemen's Dojo! Oh my We're getting God. so good at that. It really we feels are. good. It I, feels I good. really think like if you were boys to men, you might want to be on alert. I think we could do a Motown Philly version of the Gentleman's Dojo, don't you think? It feels good. It feels in sync. I mean, it's organic. It's yeah. guttural now. Some you just have chemistry. You don't. I think we really. I got approached by five voiceover agents last week from just that little clip that they heard. Wow. It's crazy. Two words. It's amazing. That's <laughs> another. It's another facet of entertainment you cannot be working in. That is true. That yeah. is true. How were your shows in Flappers this past week? Oh, oh, oh. Well, I will say we thought that they were going to be a little bit light because of the Mayweather McGregor fight. Right. First show, great. Second show, a little light. Uh, uh, <laughs> how, how much is a little light? Uh, 25 people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just ate it for an hour? No, no, no. The room only holds 26. Come oh, on. No, no. no. Okay. Uh, I will say first show was great. Maybe 50, 60 people. Yeah. Older crowd. Could have cared less about the fight. That's your demo. And then 25 people for the second show. And they were all seated kind of. Sparse. Ant, it, kind of like an ant line in the front row from left to right, like just in the front row. That's great. Were you able to see the fight? Or did you uh, care? Yeah, my buddy was streaming it oh, was. because his girlfriend was watching it at home and she FaceTime-lived it. So we were watching it, but it was a very choppy feed. Hmm. It wasn't great. Uh, you bought the fight, Steve. Yeah, I have money. Yeah, I can't. Well, surprising. Uh, yep. You did buy it? Can afford it, yeah. Uh, but you had people over. Did everybody have to chip in or no. bring a dish? No. You just you did it on your own? Yep. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it, it was nice to take the weekend off too. But you needed that weekend. <laughs> Flappers. <laughs> yeah, most most good comics do take a Saturday night off. That's yeah. the best. Yeah, the beauty. Yeah, of when it. you work five in a row. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta take a breather every now and then. <laughs> Where is that Flappers Club? Pomona. It's booked, Patrick. Leave me alone. It's completely booked solid. Pomona. No, no weekends available. And I brought home, gentlemen, four hundred dollars. Wow. After that weekend. Yep. Oh. And after merch sales, four hundred dollars. <laughs> Very excited. I was going to say three seventy-five. <laughs> three hours to get there in traffic. It from was Santa absolutely brutal. Yeah. Absolutely brutal. I mean, probably two and a half. Mm. That's yeah. You would think because it's mm. closer, but mm. it's it was mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. 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 I will tell you, it was nice to actually make more money headlining on my own in town than it is to fly cross country to make less money working with the gentleman to my right. I got to tell you, when you <laughs> tell a story. It's great, right? When you tell me about your weekend at Flappers. Your back hair I starts I feel to like up. I'm there. Yeah. You really are. I wish you were there. You're a great storyteller. I wish you had been there. <laughs> I, I really want to. <laughs> I had a door deal. Do fla- does Flappers pay in money or Flapper dollars? That you oh, that. Only, <laughs> that you can only it, pay. it was almost like that Simpsons episode where they get crusty dollars <laughs> and it's not good at the Krusty the Clown Park. It's not good at the Krusty <laughs> Land. <laughs> Yeah, so it was fun. Cool. I will say I had a great weekend. It was a lot of fun. Steven, you and I are heading to Tampa this weekend, yeah. which I'm very excited about. Uh, however, we were talking off air, and I yeah. do think that the flooding, unfortunately, in Houston is going to affect our numbers 8,000 miles east in Tampa. There's always something. Plus, there's that state fair in Atlanta. Hilarious. I think that's going to affect things. <laughs> the so start funny. of the NFL. You know I mean? Or college football starts. College football weekend. starting the week after. So yeah. funny. I think it's going to be just... D-O-A. The 96 Olympics. <laughs> what was that? Well, that'll be fun. Tampa. Oh, it's great, Steve. 
No, you're not. You're doing the improv in Tampa, yeah? No, but uh, I am Mexican and Native American. Uh, this is our Mexican guest today. Any? Yeah. Uh, this is this what is were the video. first two clips that we heard. What's that? Who said? Oh, look! Now you want to cry? Oh. oh. Hold on. Yeah, it's a good time to be okay, doing this. Okay, mom. I'll show you what I do. Where's the? Okay. You know they make you feel like it's all about you and customer service. So this know, video. Lie we do for you. Everybody knows Angela Johnson. Great torn comic, but this video, like, put her on them. Really I mean, nice. how many videos, how many views did that last one? 37 you million? As soon as I walk in, they greet me right away. I mean, that's Hi, crazy. Honey, what you need today? That is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. For not only a video to go viral, but for oh, it to go 37 um, million. Can I get my nails done? And that's, yeah. Okay, honey. And, and she has chops. It's not, I mean, that, the, the, I think the reason she's been oh, able no, to no, do no, well and, and, and last honey, and make it even bigger than most YouTube stars is she has chops. It's not just something she's. Yeah. She's shooting, and it was like, oh, here, so we lightning struck, you know. Yeah, and, it was and by the way, that 37 thing. million views is just you. on one platform. That's yeah. probably not even hers. Oh. Like, oh, on hers, right, it's probably sure, more. This is like comedy too, time. Thanks. This is like 18 okay, million. Okay, sit down. I'm going to yeah. sit my length. She do for you. Good job. Only $20. Everybody knows her from this bit. I mean, that's the... From this oh, bit. But okay, then they go thanks. to the show, and it's just like... Yeah. So she has Bonkiki. She tours Bonkiki. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing, but it, it she tours as a character. Yeah. She could tour on her own. And she tours with Joe Coy. We're going to ask her a ton about that. I'm going to get her on the line right now, and we're going to talk to her. It's going to be a total blast. And here's Gary's favorite part. I love it. I, oh, I love hearing the dialing. <laughs> it's almost like a morning radio show. Yeah. Let's see if Sylvia's home to win. <laughs> this is my favorite professional part of our dojo, when we have to dial somebody and hopefully not get the voicemail. Please get the voicemail. There it hello? Is. And there Angela. it is. Hi. Oh, hello. So it's Steve Byrne, Gary, Gary Cannon, Cannon, and Patrick Keene. And we want to welcome you to the Gentleman's Dojo. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us, Angela. Oh, thank you for having me in the Gentleman's Dojo. <laughs> that sounded sarcastic. <laughs> Are you as excited as, as, as your delivery came across? Are you excited um, to be in the dojo? Or are you kind of like, you know, a little apprehensive to be in the dojo? It was um, a little apprehensive, but now that you called me on it, I'm pretty excited of where this conversation is going to go. And we're not going to lie to you, Angela. A lot of people multitask while they're on the phone with us. What is it that you are going to be doing <laughs> when you're talking to us? Um, we had, hold on uh, a second. I'm finishing an email really quick. There you go. <laughs> we've, had, we've had people getting Sorry, gas. We've had people getting gas. Yeah, so it was we had gas Josh Adam Myers walking his dog at a dog park, getting into it with another dog. Yeah, we heard the door cry. So we're like, all right, yeah. someone, oh, did just, you hear that? someone yeah. just got done doing the laundry, I think, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Let me tell you a story about my door creak right here. Okay. All of the doors in my house to every room are so loud, right? And uh, my aunt came over one time and she was like, you should really put some you know, WD-40 in there and you know, quiet those doors up. And I was like, no, no, no. I like my loud doors because I'm obsessed with Criminal Minds and Law and Order SVU. <laughs> so I think that I'm in an episode of those shows all the time and somebody's trying to attack me. So I purposely leave the creek in my doors because if I'm home alone and I shut all my doors, I want to hear if somebody that's, is coming out of that room to kill me. That's your own security system. Yeah, that's my security system. If I hear a door creak and I know I'm home alone, I'm like, hell nah. And then I go hide. If you have some extra WD-40... If we could borrow it for Steve's notebook, that would be fantastic. Oh, please. Let's loosen up some of those pages. Oh. Okay. Some of those blank pages. Okay. 
says the guy okay, with. You know what? Okay. He oh, okay. works better in the mind. Okay. His there you are go. mentally stored. Thank you. Thank oh, okay. you very much. Uh, Angela, we got to ask you. Well, right now, well, I just saw something uh, you posted, I think, a day or two ago. So you tour, obviously, on your own, but you tour. I'm fascinated with your touring because you'll tour solo as as the great stand up you are. You'll, you'll tour as Bonkiki, and you do like a full blown. Like concert and and there's music yeah. and there's dancing and then you tour also with Joe Coy and you guys yeah. do the BFF tour. I've never yeah. seen somebody like Ralph. You may has five five different T-shirts you could buy. You have three different facets <laughs> in which somebody could come see you tour. Uh, how do each of them differ and why do you uh, enjoy doing each one of those? Oh, uh, so fun. Okay, first of all, little correction. It's von Quee Quee. Okay. <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> my apologies. Quee. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so Quee started as a character <laughs> that I did on Mad TV years ago, and then um, after I was off the show, that character was still like alive and well on YouTube and all of that. And my husband is in music, and he had this idea. Hey, let's make Von Quickly a rapper. Let's just record some songs, <laughs> and you know, we'll put it on iTunes ourselves and see what happens. So we did that. And all of a sudden, those songs started to blow up. We shot a couple music videos. Those started to blow up. So he went to his record label at the time, which is Warner Music, and he pitched the idea of doing a full album as the character Bon Quickly. <laughs> and That's they funny. bought it, and they offered Bon Quickly a record deal. Oh, my God. Oh. That's incredible. It's insane, because Bon Quickly's not even a real person. Like, my, my name wasn't even on that record deal. It was just Bon Quickly. Like, it was her record deal. We did a full album, and then after we did that, we were like, well, typically an artist would go tour their album, so do we tour as her? Then we developed a whole show based around her music, her videos, we had a live band, we had backup dancers, we had a huge LED wall, fog machines, confetti cannons. It was unreal. We toured with a tour bus, a semi-truck. And we toured around the country. We did two runs. And it was an amazing experience because, like, Steve, as you know, when we go do comedy, it's just us. And, like, sound check is we go, hello, one, two. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're good. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, as a music artist, like, we have to get there hours before. They're setting up the whole stage. Like, sound check is like an hour and a half or practicing wow. choreography. Like, it's such a huge, big production. And I got to perform. I got to be ghetto Beyonce for a couple of years. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Because I got to ask like, you. Like, that is unreal. Because you, I mean, obviously that nail salon video just blew up. Yeah. And there are some people that could have just been identified or known just for that video. You've obviously taken that video to all different, you know, you've you've leapt past that video obviously with your hour specials, but then you created a totally different entity with this new character. And I got to ask you, with your background as the Raiders cheerleader, who is the better dancer? You or oh. Bon Quickly? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have to give that to Bon Quickly because <laughs> she, like, she has no filter. She's just yeah. like down. And yeah, I'm a little more self-conscious and insecure she says whatever she wants to say, does whatever she wants to do. Now, has Joe come out? Because Joe's quite the dancer. 
Joe yeah. is obviously he's a he is a great dancer by the way, and he loves all that all all the all the video all the music that he comes. He's got his DJ coming out with him. Have you guys thought mm-hmm. of collaborating on something together, Bon Kui and Joe Koi? Mm, we have not. We've just so our BFF tour that we do. It's we've combine his show with my show Mm -hmm. and his show is you know he has his dj he travels with and he does his stand-up and then i do my stand-up and i bring my fan base and the ones who are just you know diehard nail salon or von quickly fans or whatever it is and so we we uh do our sets and then at the end we do a whole musical piece together um with joe and myself and we just you know, we do the 90s throwback and stuff like that, which is mainly his show. Like, he does it on his own. Right. And then when we do it together, it becomes kind of like a guys versus the girls type of thing. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you have, you know, an arena full of people singing, you know, SWV. And- but, that, but but let's be frank. That's a that's an arena full of brown, very brown people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brown and Asian. Brown and yellowish, yeah. A lot of Filipinos. You know what? I have a really diverse fan base. Yes. Super diverse. Like, a lot of white lady soccer moms love Bon (laughs) Quiqui. You know what I just love? I just love that there's people working 24-7 in Los Angeles, Nashville, New York, trying to get their record label together, just busting their ass. Yeah. (laughs) And one day they go to, like, Variety, and they're like, who the fuck is Bon Quiqui? What are Uh we doing wrong? (laughs) I know it. It's unreal. That's awesome. My husband said the same thing. He was like, babe, I've been doing music since the early 90s. You know how long it took me to get a record deal? <laughs> yeah. You are doing this as a joke. Right. That's are you right. kidding me? No standing in that long American Idol line. <laughs> mm-hmm. A- Angela, was there ever blowback for, for the Vietnamese nail lady, or did groups embrace it, or did they not even care because it's so funny and it's dead on? Was there ever blowback? Yeah. There was. Yeah, both. Um, it's People love it and people hate it. And when that joke first came out, um, I got death threats. I got hate mail, um, people threatening to protest my shows. But no one ever did. No one ever came to my show with signs or anything. Um, It was really just angry people upset about the the video. But if if you think about it, if you watch the video and hear the joke, it's really just a story that I'm telling right. of me going to get my nails done from the time I walk in to the time I walk out. And I play both characters in the story, the me and the woman who does my nails. So there's nothing mean-spirited in the joke. So I think anybody offended by it probably has to stop and look within themselves and ask, why is this bothering me so much? Why is this triggering me? Because I'm never, like, demeaning. I don't call her any names. Right. Like, if anything, I talk about how she's smarter than me because she got <laughs> me to pay $60 when I thought I was paying for a $12 manicure. Now, i got to ask you, because you got these death threats from these Asians, subconsciously, is that why you started touring with Joe Coy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I needed a buffer is uh, what it was. Well, i got to ask you. I needed do you protection. Think- do you think, had you done that joke, because that joke, it, it's got to be 10, 11 years old, right? Since since it blew up, yeah. right? So yeah. if that joke was done today with the PC climate, because it's only gotten worse, yep. do you think do you think it would have been not as embraced today as opposed to that buffer of time that you had with it doing it so, mm-hmm. so long ago? 
if I came out with that joke today, mm-hmm. no one would know who I am. Like I wouldn't have blown up like this because people would have been so offended by it and angry. It wouldn't have been passed around to all their friends right. because they would have watched it and be like, oh, are you kidding me? This is like offensive. And that would have been the end of it instead of forwarding it to every single person that they know. But you then know? again, funny's funny. So, Maybe it would have, you know, I, I think it would have may- been passed around. Funny Maybe. is funny, right? I, funny, I think funny is funny, but mm-hmm. with the climate today, yeah. we're finding that, yes, funny is funny, but you got to fight through some muddy waters to get people to be, like, okay with it and be like, oh, okay, I guess this isn't that bad after all, after somebody started a campaign to get you fired off your TV show that you're on or whatever it is. Right. Well, I do want to ask you, uh, I don't know if this is too personal or whatever, but you're a huge touring comic nationally and internationally I'm sure you're doing arenas you're doing mega theaters you have all these people coming out and you live in SoCal and I don't really see you at the improv or the factory or the store is that a personal decision for you to just you know you tour so much you just want to lay low when you come home or is it something where every now and then you like to pop on out um, because they're, you know, you just you see the same old people that are always touring. They come off the road and they you see them at the store or whatever. But for you personally, is that something where you just want to relax and get some R&R with your with your fellow in your home or, or what is what is that? It's a little bit of that, what you just said. Yeah. I'm on the road so much when I'm home. I just want to be home. I want to spend time with my friends who are, you know, my best friend, Maya, she's a second grade teacher. And, you know, my best friend, Penelope, like, she's a mom and she, like, teaches dance or does makeup. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just want to hang out with, like, my friends and I don't want to go hang out at the club. Like, it's a little bit of that. Right. And then, if I'm being 100% honest and transparent, I am so insecure at the comedy clubs here in L.A. because when I started doing stand-up, it all happened very fast for me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't start hanging out at the clubs, getting to know people. It Once I started, it took off very quickly. Right. And so I felt like I didn't have an opportunity to make friends in this industry right and so anytime I would go to the club I would feel like people are looking at me they're judging me like they're mad at me because of how it happened for me and I would just get so insecure and so I'd show up at the improv or wherever like by myself and I would like try to show face and like smile and say hi to people but really the whole time like my heart is beating so fast and I'm like oh my god I am so insecure. I don't know anybody. I'm just going to leave. Like, I'll do my set and I'll just leave. And that's how it's been for all these years. And every year I go through this phase where I tell myself, you know what? I'm going to start hanging out at the clubs more. I'm going to go show face and practice material and I'm going to do it. And then I get scared and I don't do it. And then I called, it's funny, I called Eliza one mm-hmm. day, Eliza Schlesinger, and I was like, I know you go to the clubs like every day and you're so confident and you're so like, I'm so envious of that. Can I just go with you when you go and just hang out with you so I can at least like have a friend that I know? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, come with me. Just come and hang out with me. Like I'll get you a set if you want. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. That was like three or four months ago. And I still have not brought myself to do it. I find that fascinating. Because it's you unreal. are my heart beats so fast talking about it. Every comic is aspiring to do what you've achieved, 
And I think most comics would be inspired to see you. I think a lot of the, you know, especially the female comics, I don't, I personally don't see any differentiation between a female comic or a male comic. But I think for female comics, that's a lot harder to, to, to distinguish, you know. Uh, but for me, it's just like a comic's a comic, a great comic's a great comic. And you're one of the greats. You're touring. You're doing what, what every comic aspires to do. So I think if you showed up more at these clubs, everybody would be inspired by that, especially... I think the female comics to go look what what's achievable. So, um, anytime you come to the comic store, you want to, you know, definitely shoot me a text. I'll I'll be there to hang out with you in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Steve does the opposite. He doesn't that. he doesn't tour. He just hangs out at the clubs. <laughs> okay. He does exactly the opposite of what you do, Angela. And I got to tell you, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you an olive branch myself. I work regularly at the YooHoo Room at Flappers. So if, you know, if you feel as though you wanna help you know, paper the room and flyer and bark. <laughs> <laughs> Meet me at first in yeah. Magnolia yeah. near IKEA, yeah. six hours before showtime. Yeah. Well, it, it's not, and, and you know what? It's not your fault that like either you got lucky or you figured it out quicker than other comics do. And remember, yeah. comics are like animals, so they're just as nervous about you as you are about them. So you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you come, they're probably like, "Oh God, that's a girl that like figured it out right away, and she's really good." Um, so I'm not going to talk to her. No, but I understand what she means too, because I'm sure that there's, especially at the comedy store, a lot of guys that are just comedy store guys that just hang out there constantly, don't do the road, but yet they have that business card that says they're comics. And so it's just like, it's kind of like people looking at her, I understand kind of where she's she's coming from. Yeah, but from. we were talking off air, Angela, not to talk about you, but we were talking off air that that collectively we're all really just impressed with everything you've accomplished because, again, you could have just been that video. You could have just done that. You could, just, could have just toured colleges the rest of your life and you know, rang it, rang that video for all it's worth. But you've you've done multiple specials. Your your newest one is on Netflix now. You're constantly touring, and you're always reinventing yourself. And so, is the is is I want to ask you this: Is that video was that something where it was almost like a hurdle to you? Like I will not be identified just by this, or was it something that inspired you to work harder to to? you know, build past those other stratospheres for yourself individually as a comic, but then as a performer. Yeah, it, it was, it was both. It was a lot of pressure, really. Mm -hmm. Like I, I could imagine like a music artist who comes out with that, like one hit that everyone is singing and it like sets them apart. It's the one that puts them on the map. And then there's that pressure of, whoa, how do I top this? Right. How do I, do something better than that. And so honestly, that can be paralyzing. And I, so I wouldn't write material until like I had to, like I was like a test, like crammer, like the night before I, that's when I would do like all my studying. And so I would like get real comfortable in my material. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, I would go to a city and I'd be like, uh oh, I think I've done all these jokes here before. And then in my hotel room, I would start writing material, going through my notebook of stuff, premises, and then I would start working on it because I was, I was afraid to let people down. So I was like, well, let me do these jokes that I know work because I don't want to let anybody down. Mm-hmm. And then I would come back to that city and be like, oh, crap. Well, now I'm going to let them down because I'm still doing those jokes. So I better write new stuff. So that's kind of how I worked like the first few years. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't actually until recently in the past, maybe four or five years that I would write from a place of enjoyment and not from a place of guilt, if that makes any sense. Right, right. Yeah. Like 
I was guilt. I was felt guilty that I didn't have new material, so I better go write something. And I feel like now it's more like I have something to say and I want to talk about it. So let right. me write this joke so I can talk about it. Yeah, I think that's part of discovering your voice. Is it fair to say that? In terms yeah. of, 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 of being able to communicate the things that are truly important to you or what you're passionate about communicating on stage? Yeah, absolutely. And in the beginning, it's funny because I didn't have a point of view. I mm-hmm. didn't. I was trying to be who I thought people wanted me to be. And so, like, when I first started, I would do a lot of the Latino rooms and, like, Refried Fridays at the Improv or whatever it was. And I would try to act super Latino, (laughs) try to act like I I knew how to speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. (laughs) My last name is Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I I was trying to be who I thought they wanted me to be, and I feel like they could see right through me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I started to be authentic to who I was and I started talking about things that were real to me and I started embracing the fact like, hey, you guys, I don't speak Spanish. Let me talk about that. And then next thing you know, one of my biggest jokes that I have now is the fact that I don't speak Spanish and I have Rosetta Stone and I'm still on level one and then I do this (laughs) whole like how – it, it sounds like a DJ to me and I'm beatboxing to Rosetta Stone. Like <laughs> when I started to embrace who I am and be honest and authentic and truthful, then that's when I actually had a point of view to tell people. That's great. What was it also hard for you too, Angela, as a woman to go into clubs like the improv and the comedy store kind of initially because guys, you know, they, they flock to you and they're like, Hey, I can help you. And this, that, and the other thing, when you know that they just have ulterior motives. Well, right. well uh, can I just tag on to that? Because when you first came onto the scene, I remember every saying, everybody, you know, especially the guys were like, oh, she was a, she was a Raiders cheerleader. So, yeah. so there, you had this like almost stigma, and I think mm-hmm. you overcame that as well. But I agree with Gary. I mean, how difficult was it for you? I wouldn't even say was it. I, I would assume it would be. But, I'll take you on the road. You, you yeah. You feature for me. How, how difficult was that to, to overcome those hurdles, uh, you know, being stigmatized that way? You know, it's funny because that did have a lot to play with when I would go to the clubs Mm -hmm. and try to, like, show face. It was like, who's judging me? Who is mad at me? And who just wants to sleep with me? Like, (laughs) what? You know what I mean? Like, where is my safe place here? Oh, I don't really have one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember this one time. And I don't even remember the comic's name, and I'm glad that I don't. Um, I had just started. I... I hadn't ever really done like road work before and I did like this open mic night and this one guy that I knew who's very nice with me and he was like, um, I have this private gig at a, a somebody's, you know, birthday party out in Ventura County. Do you want to do the show? Do you like 15 minutes? I'm like, oh, okay, sure. And then um, he was going to pick me up. I was going to ride with him and his girlfriend and I felt safe and I felt good. He's like, oh, I can't. My girlfriend's running late from work can you ride with this other comic? Okay, sure, that's fine. And this is where it starts going downhill. So this comic, I've I never met him before, right. but I'm trying to, like, be one of the comics. Like, let me just roll with it. Like, that's what we do. We go yeah. on the road and we just, you know, whatever. So I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'll be comfortable. So I'm riding with this guy to Ventura County. And, you know, it's like small talk in the car, you know, trying to get to know each other. We get to the show. It's in a backyard, and they have, like, a whole town system, whatever. I go first. It's his I do, backyard. like, 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I do, like, 
my my 10, 15 minutes. I do my nail salon bit. They love it. I come off stage, and then that guy goes next, right? The one mm-hmm. I rode with. His opening material is about how he rode up here with me and how I'm so hot that he just wanted to jerk off the whole time. Oh, God. I'm there. I'm in the audience. I'm standing right there. And he's bombing because this isn't funny. It's awkward. But then he just goes deeper and deeper because he's bombing. I am so uncomfortable. How is the ride home? And I'm like, oh, my God. I have to ride home with this guy. Oh, God. So I get in the car with him to ride home. I am silent i'm not talking to him yeah he's acting like nothing happened like yeah that was fun huh like whatever i get on my cell phone and i'm like trying to call anyone who will answer the phone and i'm like someone talk to me so i don't have to like talk to this guy and so i'm like calling person after person whatever and we get i had parked my car at his apartment complex right and i'm parked right in front of his door it's one of those streets where there's no parking on the street so luckily for him i'm parked right in front so he just needs to take my spot and he's good so we get there (laughs) he passes my car oh and i'm like there's my car back there and then he's like oh it's okay i'll find one down the street right he's like looking for a parking spot and i'm like honestly can you just drop me off here he stops, I get out of the car, and he goes, okay, I mean, but, like, do you want to come up, or... Oh, man, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I mean... Are you kidding me? So, was there was any like, conversation no, on the way good. home, or were you you were on the phone the whole time? The whole time. I said not one word to him the entire way home. I would have loved if you called and me, then, and then I could have told you about the time Bobby Lee actually jerked off in front of me when I was driving <laughs> to San Francisco. <laughs> 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 yes. No. Wait a minute. Is that true? Oh yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. Comics. Yeah. By the way, Angela and I. I listen. I would it. Would it <laughs> Sorry, Angela. Would, would, would it have helped? I mean, would you have considered going up with him had he done better in the backyard? <laughs> so we actually just lost power here in the All Things Comedy Studio. So the whole place went dark. Whole place went dark. Whole place went dark, but we want to, uh, we were coming to the end of the interview anyways. We want to thank Angela Johnson for calling in. We had a great time talking with her. You can follow her at Angela Johnson and look her up. Look her up for tour dates. She's one of my favorites, not only on stage, but just a great human being. She's such a sweet girl. I want to thank everybody for listening. Here we are. You, you are. By the way, that was episode 99. Angela Johnson next week, our big 100th episode with a very special guest. By the way, we've done 99 episodes, not once have we had a power outage. Crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Uh, Canon Comedy, at Steve Byrne Live. At, uh, at Citizen Keen. At let, Citizen let, Keen. Let, let no, it's okay. No, no say it, Gary. Say it. I just said it. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Rate us, review us, subscribe to the Gentleman's Dojo. Thank you very much.